Flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. for round 18 hosting is Mr. Moral Victory Cookie joining us is uh, Teach hello hello uh, very happy to be here also joining us is Morgs good evening and also Northern Lights how's it going and also Penal yep alright we'll start off first with Goo or Tears who wants to go first I'll go with the tears um, because uh, we should have we should have absolutely flogged Fremantle, uh, but our kicking was fucking hopeless. And um, our uh, last year's um, uh, best and fairest flicks uh, Oh. Has he turned into a massive spastic or what? So, um, it was. good. <laughs> yeah, shut up, bitch. Um, yes, so, um, yeah, tears for uh, the fact that we should have won by far more than we did, but we won anyway. And, um, and, uh, Danger. Danger. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh. I just... You should probably change your pants. He wasn't wearing any. He's got the robe on again. Right, anyone else got goo or tears? I got tears. And my tears are for the pathetic Brisbane Lions, who should probably just fold. Um, again to have their lowest crowd ever at the Gabba and be absolutely annihilated by GWS. Like, we can't beat GWS. What a joke. Um, yeah, they should just seriously put the queue in the rack because they're fucking crap. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's a, that, that, that's a fair assessment. Probably going to win the wooden spoon and they have a, uh, well, battle of the shits this week. And Al, do you have goo or tears? Uh, well, I, I really have tears, but I've managed to spread a bit of goo because I'm on top of Margin Mania for the first time all year, so I've, I've shot to the top of that, and please, if we could just end the season now, Hufus, that'd be great, and I'll, and I'll, I'll collect. So I'll <laughs> oh, wow, how the mighty have fallen. This is yeah, all you have. Is it? Look at you two. You, you, you're in the 
you're in the uh, household of fucking shit teams. I think she's just mad because she's like in the bottom four or something. <laughs> what do you plummet now that you've only got the shit teams left, Mong? Oh, no, but everyone's got shit teams left. I've, I've, I've had a look. I've actually done my research. I've put in a fair few um, anal- uh, analysis, a fair bit of analysis into this, and I've that everyone around me still hasn't picked Essendon or Brisbane. I am rolling my eyes. You are a wanker. <laughs> so if I just play it smart, if I play tempo um, margin mania, if I just sort of slow the pace down and just sort of chip it around, I should take it out, I reckon. You're an idiot. <laughs> if I hold my nerve. <laughs> Don't you hang shit on my son-in-law. <laughs> oh, gosh. Ugh. What are your tears for then? Oh, my, my tears are for Teach having tears over a close win. Imagine you have to fucking support my team. Every day. I'd, I'd take a win where we play shit any day, any day of the week. Of the I'm, well, I'm fucking all over North. I just, uh, I can't, I can't believe that um, uh, I'm just fucking it up every year. <laughs> <laughs> With, with, with backing north. Oh. I blame you, Teach. You're to blame. Uh, it's my fault. It is. Can you get back on the Richmond bandwagon or something? Oh, oh Richmond. <laughs> Talk about... That, that is classic comedy. Oh. How shit are they? But what if Richmond needs someone to touch the Teach? I think Alex Rance is fucking touch the Teach here on me. <laughs> no, no, he's a uh, he's a Joe W. He's a um, he's a, uh, a, a, a what do you call him? So I just uh, tell him Jesus and let him have his come to Jesus moment. He loves he loves Jesus and he uh, but but too bad for him because his team is fucking shit. <laughs> Jesus can save them. Not even Jesus can save. Oh well, I've got a uh, fuck. Uh, I'll go for goo because I was sitting uh, with not cookie. We were near some Saints supporters, and they actually had good, entertaining chance and banter at a game, which is oh, rare. Well, they, didn't they play well? Didn't they? They just oh, they came out of their skins, the Saints. We literally did what we did last time with the Melbourne and the preceding. Ten other times beforehand. It's like I've watched yeah. this game before a hundred times. It's still a good win by the Saints. Woo. Anyone who didn't tip that is an absolute tipping dickhead. If you did not Correct. tip, Correct. if you tip secure this week, you seriously, you should go the way of Brisbane and just fold because you're an idiot. Correct. Sainers, Sainers is great. I know. I always love watching the Sainers go uh, uh, gangbusters. On to uh, the games of the week. We'll start with North Melbourne. Oh, no. Losing to Port Adelaide at Etihad. Oh, that was was terrible. I mean... um... It was really terrible. What do you think, NL? Oh, no, we, we're just fucked. 
Oh, that's good analysis. See, you fucking used all your analysis on Margin Mania, and now you're all fucking fucked. If everyone could sum up analysis like me, fuck, how much time would we say? No, we just... Oh, we got off to a shit start, and then everyone just drops their heads. I don't know what happened. And, and it was and it was the same the rest of the day. Just no effort. We, we couldn't run. We... Oh, fuck, it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. Uh, I mean, I, I sat there and I thought, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, but it's it's one of those um, things where a, uh, a team that, you know, they've got nothing to lose. They, they're not going to make the finals. And, um, and all of a sudden, they, 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 the reins just come off. And they um, and they go well, well, you know, we're not going to make the finals, so we'll just have fun, and and that's exactly what they did. Are you talking about Corey Wagner this week or Port? No, <laughs> Corey Wagner. Talk about getting caught with your pants down. Fuck it now. Decent wang on him, but not that great of a footballer. Still, I mean. Port just came out to a good start, and they just, just game over at quarter time. They jumped him early, and that was it. They couldn't wrestle back ascendancy from there. So, and North couldn't kick for shit. It must have been that inside breeze. Again. Well, no, all of those. And um, you know, you know, you fuck if uh, Westoff is uh, having a good game against you. Chad Wingard. Got goals and a few hair flicks. No twenty and three though. Oh, we just we let him get so many easy balls out the back. It was like no one went to it. But this is where we miss the likes of Sam Wright and fucking Luke McDonald. Go to little chip scabs like that. But we just let him do whatever he wanted. And it's also disappointing that Jared Waite has elevated himself to the mailman in a bl- and. Well, what Brian's brightest burns out the fastest. He's gone from the mailman to the fail man, really. Are you any chance of getting anybody back, NL, anytime soon? Well, I'm not exactly in the medical room, but we can only hope. Well, you sound like you're in a tunnel. Could you walk to the medical room? No, we're slowly getting them back. I'm on Wells back now, and now we, we need a couple of backmen back. That's a lot. Who's still out for North, apart from McDonald and... Uh, Sean Higgins, uh, Taylor Garner, who's the best 22, I think. Right. Right. When it's also sad to see Drew Petrie here. I think it's about time for Drew to call it a day. He's been a great, great servant of the club, as much shit as he got, but he has been a good servant. But, yeah, he just can't, he just can't go anymore. He just, he looks lost. And, yeah, I'd probably rather have uh, Magic door in there at the moment, to be honest. Which is probably saying something. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so according to North's injury list, Magic door is available. Lockie Hansen, Daniel Nielsen, Jared Waite, Daniel Wells. So it hasn't been updated. Uh, Mitch Hibbard is a week off. Taylor Garner is one to two weeks. Oh, Turner, that's right. <laughs> um... Sean Higgins, four weeks away. Sam Wright, four weeks. Luke McDonald, five. Oh, so they're all going to come back at the right time of year. The question will be if, if we can 
get into a good position by then. Let's have a look. Charlie Dixon. Let's see how many he marks he took. I've I've got this page saved. <laughs> I, I genuinely do. Uh oh, Charlie fell out of the top five, guys. Oh. Charlie's seventh. Uh oh. Contested marking beast going down. Who would have thought? That a fat. Guess how, many, guess how many he took this week? One. One. He's been wow. overtaken by Fat Porkins. I swear he took more than one. It looked like he played better than that. On he took one time. contested mark. Cause... Not for me. I don't think it's surprising. <laughs> it looked like he played pretty well. From where I think. Maybe, maybe you should sit closer, like on the ground. Maybe you could play for North. All their injuries. Do you want to play this week? Yeah. Yeah, I could pick up. I could pick up. Are you two? Are you doing the same room, or are you just? Um... No. I'm downstairs. I'm upstairs. Uh, well, yeah, I think that's a good arrangement. <laughs> Penal, he there? Oh fuck! <laughs> Thank Christ, he's oh, he here. Penal is here. Oh, second coming of deep. <laughs> First. Oh, he came over Dangerfield. Oh, oh fucking, I'm glad I missed that. Yep, right, penal hitters with your goo or tears. Fuck, on the spot here. Shit. I'll give you time. Oh, as you can tell, I came prepared. I've, well, okay, I've got goo over the fact that uh, everyone just continues to be head fucked by Hawthorne and uh, the suggestions of umpire bias and corruption were out in full force again after the uh, Sydney win and the 50 metre penalties and stuff. So just love that we're, we're taken over from Collingwood as the most hated team. And yeah, feels good because it means we're relevant. Not like uh, some club like the Dogs who everyone likes because they're kind of irrelevant. Right. That's the best you got. It's a slow burn, man. Give the man time. Oh. I'll save the big goo explosion for next week after Sammy's 300. Alright, anything else on the North versus Puffers game? Puffers, eh. Still shit. Alright, next game we'll talk about is, well, probably Saturday night's game. We had Collingwood losing to Adelaide over an Adelaide Oval. Uh, Rory Sloan played well. Uh, Collingwood were actually quite spirited, but again, probably too much quality for the Crows. Took them over the line. Did you go, more? Did you go over, more? No, I had to work. But calling us spirited is such a backhanded compliment. You, you called yourself spirited. You said there were positives to take out of the game. Who fucking invited you? <laughs> <laughs> to take out of the game, but you can't give a side a five-goal head start and catch them when they're the quality that Adelaide are. So, um, look, 
effort was there, the intensity was there, but we lack polish and we can't get that done. So I guess um, we've got another opportunity this Friday to um, show some more effort and hopefully get the chocolates this time. Tell you what, um... Yeah, well, you know, certain teams uh, can beat Adelaide on their home ground. Um, yours just isn't one of them, I guess. Yeah, but at least my team can beat GWS on their home ground, which none of your teams could do. Oh, that's not... That's not uh, we don't care about that. Oh, really? Uh, mm-hmm. Cousin Rory looks to be, uh... Pretty good smoky for the brown though. Cousin Rory actually didn't even beat his opponent. Oh, oh you're admitting that now, are you? <laughs> you are giving me the shit. <laughs> Cousin Rory did not beat his direct opponent. Levi Greenwood absolutely smashed him. I loved it. So good to see. It actually happened. Levi kicked goals, scoreboard pressure. I don't think Rory did. Rory. Oh Jesus Christ! You 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 you're gonna be wearing the um uh the uh, uh the uh, the mouth. Matt does not. Rory Sloan feel good lounge still rolling along. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Rory. I understand. Rory had twenty seven touches. He was good, but Levi kicked two goals. So. Ground. And he was the best-looking player on the ground, and that's all I really watched the football for. I mean, Grundy still continued a good season, I, in my opinion. I mean, he did very well against Jacobs. Yeah, he really is pushing for that second spot in the All-Australian squad, I reckon. And I think there is a case to make for him at the moment. He has actually really improved and continues to do so week in, week out. And he, this week, I think he got the chocolates against a, a really good Ruckman. So, good work to him. See you later, Jared Witts. I mean, also, Trelaw played well again. Well, you would expect that when you've paid 17 first-round picks for him, which I, I think that's what we're up to in DB Swanee's thread. But, um, yeah, um, he's been, without doubt, the best pickup. We've had since um, Buckley, um, probably Jolly, but um, I think he'll go on to prove to be um, more valuable in the long run. But he has been great for us this year and would be leading our best in Ferris by a mile. Well, it was pretty interesting to hear that Adelaide considered this to be a warm up for finals for them as well. Yeah, well, I think that the pressure and the intensity of it like in close was finals luck but we just lack the polish to keep up with it but I like I don't think there was any doubting our pressure or intensity on the night that's still positive signs for Collingwood save for maybe the first 10 minutes both sides played at a really high intensity and level yeah we had a lot of the ball in the first 10 minutes but we just couldn't translate that into onto the scoreboard and Adelaide are probably the, the best uh, team in the league at sort of transitioning from D50. Them oh, and GWS probably absolutely. translating, getting easy goals out the back and turnover. You give them a tiny bit of space and Josh the Goose is there and front-running Eddie's there and fucking Charlie Chicken Cameron's there and God. None of those, none of those three like a contest, but the others, they're all 
in an under. Yep, yep. Alright, anything else on this game? No, but I, I enjoyed the offended by the Port Adelaide supporters who didn't like the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, the next game we'll talk about uh, Geelong beating Fremantle over there. Probably important for Geelong to beat a shit team, which has been rare for them this year, and push for another September place. Your thoughts, Teach? <laughs> we were fucking miles ahead of them. But, However, um, without Dangerfield, we would have lost. So, um, it's... Um, so is this your admission of saying Geelong are a one-man team? Yes. And I and I don't think it's even controversial anymore to say that Geelong are exactly where they are last year. It's just they've added Dangerfield, and that takes them alone from 10th to about 6th. That Shut up, bitch. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't see that as being an offensive comment. Like, it's, I think it was, it's great recruiting by you to have picked him up, but like you did nothing to develop him as a player. This is rolled gold that you were given and once again, you just reap the rewards from somebody else's hard work. What I will will say is that Corey fucking Enright, the greatest Geelong player that has ever pulled on the hoops. What? He he is going to um, he's going to break the games record this weekend, and um, how good is he? How good is Corey Enright? Oh, I've got a question. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh, sorry, I just. Oh, the, the third, the third coming of Teach. Ted Teach has done his own three feet. Um, so if he was so good, and your fans think he's the best of all time, why did you all leave in his three hundredth game? Will Geelong supporters leave at three quarter time like they did at uh, in his three hundredth? I think so. I think Adelaide Adelaide will get the chocolates over Geelong because they are not a one man team. And then they'll be shown up for the, exactly the supporters they are, fair-weathered cunts, and they'll walk out on their greatest player of all time. Because that's what they do. You, and he's got nothing. You, they you won't even, any, not even the grandmas will be there to clap him off. Fuck me. You, you young cunts. I am, I am coming for you. i tell you what. Back I in my you. day. You've already come three times. <laughs> <laughs> You've already come more times than Traycraft. <laughs> don't fucking back that, you dumb cunt. That's where he's bread buttered. Don't you worry about that. Uh, is he a better player than, than Gaza? Or, um, or... Is he better than Blitzarbs? Because Blitzarbs is the prototype. <laughs> is he better than Nakaya Kotaku, who will apparently the, be the best player in the AFL in five years? I know we live, Penal. I know we live. No, you don't. Only Bender knows where I live. Oh, no, 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 no. I know where you live. Teach, can you explain to us why Tom Hawkins is still fucking useless? That's what I'm trying to understand. He's actually um, worse than Cloak. 
before I, Cloak I, got I, dropped. I think I, I think that he has um uh, uh has uh just too much um weight. Burgers. <laughs> he just he, he just he, he loves hungry hungry jacks too much. Maybe you should go play for West Coast then. Damn what whoppers he want. Well, this this wouldn't happen if he were on light and easy diet. <laughs> I think the the real question that needs to be asked is when are the when are the Geelong um, selection committee gonna grow a backbone and drop him? We don't need to drop him. <laughs> Jesus, we're gonna we're gonna win it anyway. The only reason you can't drop him is because you can't pick the fat cunt up. Oh yeah, and you, uh, your team is. Super. Well, yeah. See, seeing as Geelong don't even have the balls to drop Motlop, I, I don't think they're going to take the risk and, and drop Hawkins. And you know what? My team is so fucking good, and that's why we beat you, dickhead. Don't talk to your father like that. <laughs> oh, the old when your parents know you're right. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about probably. Teach enough. Yeah. Probably the match of the round, well, for all football-loving people and Pepsi drinkers, Hawthorne getting over the line versus Sydney, and I'll probably start off saying Sean Burgoyne's probably the best big game player ever in this league. How good was that game? That was, oh, that, woo, you know, that was uh, the greatest uh, foot, football game I've seen this year. Yep, talk about sort of finals intensity and um, no one had uh, time and space in this game. Like, you had to... There, there were no easy goals. You had to create something through individual moments of brilliance and that's what we saw uh, a lot of in the last quarter with uh, Rioli, Burgoyne and also credit where it's due, uh, that uh, Papley guy from the Swans kicked a pretty good goal as well. Uh, just individual sort of brilliance, as Ned Zellick would say. Yeah, Hawthorne were just out of this world. They, um, um, they, they just know how to win um, in, in, in really, really hard contested football games. So, yeah, you cannot take it away from them. They're, they're, they're great. They're fantastic. I think uh, uh, David King, the first smart thing he said all year is that uh, Hawthorne keeps losing the contested possession count. Maybe they're doing it on purpose. Maybe that's their game plan. And like, I think he got it right because we lost that stat by about 40 and still won. So clearly there's been a subtle game plan shift. Which Hawthorne are probably the best at using well, space, any space on the field and they will cut you to shreds, which is probably the biggest innovation Clark has brought in for his side. Mm. I, I think you have to give credit where it's due to Cyril uh, as well. I, I know he pops a lot of shit on here, but that, that clutch goal last minute, just... Like, I'd like to see... Cyril's an absolutely fantastic player. Yeah. I, I don't know... I don't know why people just... Exactly. ...rag on well, well, he's not as good as Shane Edwards, according to Big Three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Well, 
a case to answer, like, is he the, is he in the top seven players at Hawthorne? <laughs> well, I, th- I think one of the reasons why Cyril gets a bad rap is because Bruce McAvaney and uh, Bruce certainly does Cyril no favours because he's... Cyril is shoved down the football audience's throat every time a Hawthorne game's on and Bruce is commentating, which is ironic because uh, I'm sure Bruce would love to have Cyril shoved down his throat. Uh, and to, to the fucking idiot of Channel 7, who thought it would be a good idea for a marquee Thursday night match to combine, combine the clown show of Brian Taylor and Bruce McAvaney, go fuck yourself. I mean, you'll say it was a good Mitchell battle. I mean, you still had Mitchell, Hughes. Well, what, 34, still a fucking gun. You had Kennedy, played well. Parker, which the nab... She would have enjoyed his game. She would have had a fun time in front of the TV. Oh, yeah, Von would have loved it. Oh, Buddy went goalless too, which is also... Well, first time in fuck knows when. He's been been goalless like twice in the last 60-odd games, and both against Hawthorne. Uh, he's seen, and the, and a couple times he's been super inaccurate against us, and uh, again I think he had three behinds or something like a couple of misses uh, this week. So clearly he's That's got awesome. some mental he's got some mental demons whenever he lines up against us. I think that um, like again Mitchell, Cyril, all the same players getting the kudos, but Sean Burgoyne is an absolute superstar, and still is. Oh, yeah. He steps up when Hawthorne needs him to. I I genuinely don't think there is a big game player that is better than Sean Burgoyne. And it's it's come up in sort of interviews uh, after games and stuff that whenever he's kind of made a decision to... Like he threw himself into the forward line in the in the 2013 prelim, he pushed himself into the midfield today. He's the one making the calls. Like he's taking the advantage. Uh, sorry, he's taking the initiative and kind of grabbing the team by the scruff of the neck and saying, "Come on, guys, follow my lead. We're going to win this." Rather than kind of being passive and waiting for the coaches to make a move. So that kind of on-field leadership just makes him even more of a superstar. Probably Hawthorne's most important player and still a complete jet to watch. If if you were picking 22 players, uh, like a team of 22, uh, to play in a grand final, to win you a grand final, number one is Sean Burgoyne. He's not the, he's not the best player in the league on pure talent, but he's the most likely to win you a final. Stop scrolling! Alright, the next game we'll, we'll probably talk about is, well, St Kilda beats Melbourne again in a bizarre sense of deja vu. It's probably just St Kilda just always seem to have players free in our forward line and yeah, we just absolutely killed them on the outside with memory kicking and four goals against Melbourne. And I'm pretty sure they hate him massively down at the Demons. Well, no, they don't, because no one knows who he is. <laughs> and, yeah, this game was pretty much an elimination final, because uh, some Kilda kind of remain in the hunt, but Melbourne are probably done in terms of finals. 
Yeah, I mean, Bruzy did say afterwards that it's because of Ross Lyon that we beat them, considering Lyon hasn't been at, well, St Kilda since 2011. But does anyone else feel that Bruzy is like such a massive bullshit artist? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, what a million dollar maggot he is. He's so full of shit. I can't stand listening to him and listening to others talk about him. Fuck up. He's not the Messiah. I mean, for, for someone whose literally only premiership was Nick Davis pulling the best quarter of his life, the AFL interpreting 100 metres is in play, and Leo Barry's mark, he's a fucking shit courage. Actually, fancy getting pulled from the side. <laughs> Shut up, Emily. <laughs> Yeah, just shut the fuck up, Ruzi. Just take responsibility. Yeah, was was this the the same game last year where St Kilda won it in the last minute and he basically threw all his players under the bus? And that was when we all started cottoning onto the fact that Ruse just doesn't take responsibility. When when it suits him, it's all them, them, them. And when when they're winning, it's us, me. Blah blah blah. Like he guarantees. He's never a part of it. He's always kept like kept himself at a distance to. Who and what Melbourne are? Yeah. I mean, he's 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 quickly approaching Mick Malthouse at Carlton uh, levels. Like he's just a parody of himself at the moment. And you get the idea that as soon as Melbourne go up the ladder, if they do, but say if Melbourne reach top four, you guarantee they won't be crediting. Was it? Fuck, it's Simon Goodwin with the development. They'll be saying, oh, Ruzi laid the foundation. This is all Ruzi's help. Yeah, um... <laughs> you just, you just... All is all down to Simon Goodwin. Otherwise, they'd still be fucking parking the bus in the first quarter. Oh, you, you know how, like, when he left Sydney to take up, like, a cushy gig in the media, and he just kept fucking banging on and on about, like, how he'd instilled this great Bloods culture at the Swans and... He basically took all the credit for the 2012 Premiership win. It was like, oh yeah, the the culture with Parksy and uh, Joey and Richie and shit like that. All the uh, no nicknames. He's he's a fucking massive dickhead, and you know that. Like like I said, any he's going to get back in the media, and as soon as Melbourne start looking like a top four side, he's going to credit it to establishing a new Bloods culture at the Demons or some shit like that. But still, Jesse Horrigan, just, he's act I, fucking petulant in the last month. I, I only watched uh, bits of this game, but I, what I did see, I was very impressed with uh, Hickey. Like, thought he more than broke even with, with Gorn. Yeah, really good around the ground is Hickey becoming. I called, I called the petulance of Jesse Hogan early on. He does not at all look like a team player when he's throwing his arms around and acting like a Richo impersonator. It, like, it, it's shit. It's just shit. Be better than that. He's, he's well, going gonna to be the person who's gonna car- supposed to carry this club, and he can't even fucking carry his own bag. He's so much of a sook. We, we know Jack very well. It was like this about five years ago. He grew out of it. Uh, so... For Melbourne's sake, uh, hopefully Hogan can do the same. But I think uh, 
I think he's got a bit of the Paul Ruse about him. And, uh, he might he might just not change. Well, if that's the case, then Melbourne should hope that Freo takes Alright, next game. The... Uh, anyone see the Western Bulldogs Gold Coast game? No, but I did Crickets. put a poker on it, and it shot me to the top of Margin Main. So, so yeah, that, that was a great game, mate. With that joker. All I can say Crickets. is, yeah, Stringer got injured, that's about it. Oh, Aaron Hall is back, the Bogganator. The Bogganator has really had a return to form of late. He's he's put in the hard yards, the Bogganator. He went back and worked on himself, and yep, now he's bogging it up. All the praying paid off. Yeah, he's obviously been sipping on the Jesus juice. I did find it interesting that all the dogs played rushed to Tom Boyd after he kicked a goal. I mean, do you reckon that was forced on them by the coach? Uh, there might have been a, like, on, with it, shit like that, not everyone would have been on Ace Cordy's side or whatever, and I I think, pretty sure that Ace Cordy and, or whatever Cordy it is, um, him and Boyd have, like, have mended that, whatever, was broken, like much like the bitches did at Geelong. But, um, you know, stop scrolling it out or I'll fucking smash you. Uh, I, th- I think I think they just got around it because they were scared he might punch them if they didn't. Like, that's... Or glass. You know, Occam's razor. Yeah, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Yep. Anyway, none of us watch this game. It's a game that doesn't matter. And, well... No. Sorry, dogs, you're still irrelevant. With apologies to go, you pops and Mike. I I don't know what the weather was like, but it seems like the dogs just don't have a good enough forward line set up to kick a big score and win big finals. Because yeah. scoring is harder to come by, and you need to be able to penetrate good defenses. And like when they're only kicking like ninety points against Gold Coast, bit of a worry. Yeah, I don't think they play sexy enough football to have any. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I, I will. Having watched none of this game, I'll retract that statement. If it was like really bad weather, but I'm not retracting no statements. It was in Cairns. It was beautiful and sunny and delightful. It was sunny at night. Yeah. Although I guess it's that it's that far north. Who knows? No, nah, the sun goes down even earlier. <laughs> Cairns weather. Hang on. Nah. Well, it's been beautiful all week. Not really. It's been raining. But whatever. They can't for shit. They're terrible. We, we need weatherman teach back here. Look what happens when they go outside. They can't play. They're fucking shit. Yep. Uh, next game we have well, Richmond versus Essendon, which was a again a massive shit fest. It was a shit fest, which almost turned into hilarity when Richmond fuck it up. Oh, they got very close to fucking it up. They really did. I mean. Essendon might be foolish spuds, but they do have strong effort, and Zach Merritt's a pretty fucking good player, and so is Dawson Martin. Yeah, they um they have a they have a dip all the all the young guns, and um yeah, it's um obviously we would have loved to see Richmond lose, but just uh, didn't eventuate for us. Essendon just 
uh, really have trouble moving the ball, so they were winning all the clearances, all the battles in tight, but then just turned it over going forward. So and Richmond, Richmond were terrible, but they took enough of their opportunities to fall over the line. How many Richmond supporters are probably fucking getting voodoo dolls out, hoping that Hardwick goes? But on the other side, anyway. Next game we have got Carlton versus West Coast at the G. Which, well, West Coast still can't play at the MCG, but they somehow managed to bungle a win over a very mech Carlton team. In Well, it's a bit disappointing that we showed this game off to the Vice President of the United States. It should have been in Sydney on Thursday night. He could, he could join in the Rio. what a real football team looks like. Could have joined the Rioli Goo Fest. But yeah, West Coast won... First win at the G for probably quite a while for him. Very unconvincing. I, I think West Coast uh, West Coast are just probably relieved that they got the win. Like, obviously, it was a very hashtag concerning performance. But you know, they, they'll take anything they can get at this point. I mean, they've regressed massively relative to last year, but it just seems quite bizarre. It does. What a fall from grace for them. It's, well, like, it's like last year they only got where they did on the fixturing. Oh. Yeah, they're just a pretty mess team. Like, even last year, I don't know, they, they, were, they were good, but I just never really seen a Well, they've, they've added Redden and Jetta over the off-season, and neither of those has improved their team. It's just sort of a little questionable on that uh, recruiting front. Mm, asking for so, other, so it's like other teams have gone past them. Geelong have added Dangerfield. Adelaide have uh, had a natural improvement in their midfield depth. Um, yeah, other teams just gone past them. Who, who would have like? I'm I'm not claiming to be a list analyzer extraordinaire, but having a look at. Red Ninjetta, I wouldn't have thought that was going to improve my list a whole lot. <laughs> well, it seems pretty clear that that wasn't ever going to help. But... Their biggest midfield, uh, sorry, their biggest weakness was last year, and is again this year, midfield. So, um, But yeah, they've, they've added B graders at best. They really need more. They need a danger field. Topped up to try to win a premiership. I mean, what club could be stupid enough to try to do that? <laughs> Jeff. They're going to continue to do the same thing. They'll be convincing at home and then away they'll just look shit out. But I think there were a lot of positive signs for Carlton um, who had looked like they were going to slide a little towards the end of the season, but they did put in a good performance this week. I thought I thought fat prick chips went okay. He, he found a lot of it. You just wanted to say fat prick chips. Yeah. Oh well, I got it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Silvani kicked another goal. Good for him. Uh, Bryce Gibbs obviously doing the team thing by not being around. No, he he gave he gave one off. Like this was right at the end of the game when it was sort of a bit of junk time to kick uh, to to cut the margin. But uh, Silvani actually gave a gave a handball out uh, to Gibbs, and he kicked a goal. And there were a few ironic cheers from the Carlton supporters. <laughs> you should have done that two weeks ago, Gibbs, you idiot. 
Maybe that's a set play then it can't. Just give it to Gibbs. Give it to Gibbs. Well, I'm sure uh, Jasney would be very happy if that's their plan. Oh, look, I think Carlton supporters have been giving it to Gibbs themselves for a few years, so the players are just joining in. <laughs> but, yeah, yep, I think yep. this game was meh for neutrals because West Coast are just boring. But Carlton's effort was good. Yep, yep. Wader and... played forward for a bit too. Yeah, didn't he get injured a bit? He got injured and then they put him forward. He kicked a couple of goals. Oh. Oh, that should be good for him. Get him up forward. I, well, I'd be I'd be careful if I was him. I wouldn't want to be showing uh, too much potential in the forward line, or else the Carlton supporters will put fucking too much pressure on him to be their next big key forward. Next, Stephen Curtahan. Or they'll just trade him if they if he shows that he's a good forward, they'll get. Rid of him. Oh, maybe that's his plan. <laughs> well, you know that's good. That's a good point because, like Carlton. Carlton can't keep a good forward, like they don't want to most of the time, and then they go on to become great exes. So maybe, yeah, so maybe Weedering wants to be an exer. Weedering's had a quiet word during the week, like, hey guys, this week, can you stick me in the forward line? Just kind of uh, get other clubs interested. <laughs> and then Carl will see he's playing well as a forward, and I'll go, what is this? We don't want this guy. He's too good a forward. What is this? Ridiculous goal kicking. Get let's out. Tra- let's trade him for a half-eaten packet of twisties. <laughs> and Carlton will probably do that as well. well. Carlton should look into drafting Cameron Cloak again because he kicked 17 on the weekend. Oh, that would improve their forward line. It would. He, they could get two cloaks for one. They kick 22 between them. Favola, oh. the Fevolution. Or oh, what's Satanta doing these days? <laughs> they, they, could, they could try and get Hampson back and turn him into a full-time key forward. But he only just got turned into a full-time footballer. Like, he's only just learned how to ruck after all these years. I think you're putting a bit too much pressure on him already. You can bring uh, back Liam Jones, old Algiers. too much pressure on a, on a promising key forward? How uncarlton like uh, I don't reckon Richmond can do that deal, because he's obviously in their best eight players. So Griggett number seven, Hampson number eight. Yeah, they've pushed Sean, Ed- right. Sean Edwards has been pushed out. Shane Edwards, whatever. But I think Liam McBean's up there. <laughs> Alright, on to the last game of the round. And, well, if you enjoy seeing Brisbane get smashed, then this is a game for you. I've had it on replay ever since. It just it really does get me off, watching Brisbane capitulate. It's a beautiful thing. It Thanks, really... Extreme. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch it 300 times. And and just so I've like got it all down pat, because like there there could be some like clangers that I miss or something, but like Brisbane, uh, there's just no no end to their shitness at the moment. Like Shaggy Shaku is a highlight in himself, but the rest are just putrid. The fact that they pay Christensen $750,000 a year is just laughable. Um, they're just pathetic. They're well, genuinely if, pathetic. If, if you think about it, like, um, that's only a, that's a pretty good value on the Christensen deal because they're going to have about uh, 20 <laughs> father-sons out of him in, in 20 years just from all his uh, teammates' girlfriends. 
Yeah, but they're not gonna have any talent because if he's fucking fucking Matthew Hamelman's girlfriend, like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, Jared Jansen. Who are these players? Ben Keys, Harris Andrews. Oh, too many first name surname. Jared Jansen. Oh God. Reese Matheson calls himself Beast Mode. He should call himself Bitch Mode. He, he did the fucking shotgun celebration during the game. Like, he kicked a goal, and then he pulls out the Mark Williams shotgun. Like, we already knew this guy was a flog for fucking ducking tackles in his first game, and now he's doing that after being around for, like, five minutes? All Come on. Have, all of them have such big egos, brother. I don't get it, because, like, how do you be so shit? and be that cocky all the time. Yeah. Well, it, it starts at the top with the, the Rockcliffe thing, and yeah. it's like, he's demanding 800k a year, and then suddenly that gets out, and it's like, uh, Lewis Taylor starts demanding 500k, and all these young players have got this inflated sense of self-worth, and uh, they think they're hot shit. Well, you're not shit. They sh- if you're Daniel Rich, just get the fuck out of there, Daniel. You're too good of a player to waste up there. But is he, though? He, like, goes to water the instance half a tag is applied to him. The thing with GWS is they don't really apply a tag. Like, they're an attacking style of football side. And they they don't need to shut down anybody. <laughs> They've got midfielders coming out of their ass. They're everywhere. Except every one. Toby Green, 20 and... Uh, 20 and 2. Oh. Disappointing, Toby. Josh Kelly, 20 and 3. So there's that. Oh, Share well. the love. You got that. Callan Ward, 30 and 3. Cameron kicked another 3. Cameron, nearly 20 and 3. Devin Smith, 2 and 26. Well, we're all obviously reading the stat sheet. Well done to us. <laughs> Uh, Stephen Coniglio, another great game. 30 possessions, 9 tackles. What a gun he is. Yeah, yeah. He, he's severely underrated. Like, Shield gets most of the plaudits. And uh, Green as well this year. But no one seems to mention his Coniglio. He's as good as any of them. Yeah, well, yeah, Kelly's copped a lot um, of positive publicity. But I think that Coniglio is absolutely deserving of all the plaudits he gets. He, hasn't yet got, but will. Um, but seriously, the absolute trade of the year, or pick-up of the year, Steve Johnson, once again, 23 possessions. What Geelong should have done to keep him? I don't know. Yeah, so I can't wait for Geelong to get into, like, a final or something, and then they'll be, like, going through the team sheet, and they'll be like, we have to play fucking Jordan Murdoch? Damn, I wish we still had Stevie J. <laughs> Uh, I just don't I'm I'm not sure what planet they were on when they thought that getting rid of him was a good idea like he's and he's a proven finals performer like I would it would be hilarious to see Geelong play GWS at fucking shithole stadium in a final and sticks the winning goal but you know that the grandmas there are clapping for it If anyone gets stuck into Stevie Johnson. <laughs> I'll go around the house and fucking bash him. Maybe maybe that's where Teach goes to pick up. He just waits outside a Geelong game. For the old ladies to duck out. 
what he's, he's on the, they're on the milk right now for teach the old knitters <laughs> that's why he's gonna go to bed so early because he's got a knitter there with him oh, we're on to you teach you fucking liar he's probably he probably has to go to bingo sessions as well oh yeah that's when you turn up monday night bingo Alright, that was the week that was. Speaking of, well, talking points for this round. Well, that the shit Talia brother decided to get busted with drugs. I mean, hasn't played a game yet, and that's just a fantastic way to get into your club. Well, maybe he was doing the right thing by someone at his club. Maybe they weren't his. <gasps> maybe. <laughs> maybe. They were buddies. Wouldn't that be the first time that someone took the heat for Buddy? Oh, no. There was the Sherrod Wellingham incident. Mm. Uh, I think there's a conspiracy theory here, boys. Ever notice how it's always the shit players that get caught and never like a big name? Funny, right? Well, some players do get suddenly calf injuries. Mm. You know, year-long calf injuries. How is Harley Bennell going? Oh, we don't have Jose here, so... so thank God. So, so everyone's happy. <laughs> so I'm just reading the article on it. They saw two men enter an alcove in a landmine, which, when thinking about Sydney, that's probably not unusual. A subsequent search of the pair found a small pussy bag alleged to hold cocaine. Mm, that just screams stupidity to me. What are you doing... Doing a drug deal in a laneway, you dumb fuck. Oh, maybe he had to give a blowjob to get the drugs. It is Sydney. He said, "He said, close your eyes and just just suck it out of this hole." Oh, I'm not going to touch that. But just to stand him down and to send him away from the club, I'm not sure that that's the best thing for somebody in that situation. Um. I mean, for a club that's supposed to have, you know, like a brotherly bloods culture, to turn on your own and to put leave somebody out in the cold, I don't think that's what the bloods well, culture well, is we, supposed we to be. we all know that Tali is just the fall guy for Buddy, but let's say they they the plan gets messed up and Buddy's the one that actually gets caught. Do you reckon they would have stood him down indefinitely? No. Not a chance. This is, I, well, I understand that He's done the wrong thing, and even if he's done the wrong thing, um, drugs are a scourge on society, wank, 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 wank. But to ostracise him from a club environment when he needs support is not the right way to do things. But it's like, as, as far as that football club is concerned, the only thing he's done wrong is getting caught, because we all know how prevalent drugs are around footy players. Mm. And remember when he had his little phone scandal and him and his brother both lost their phone? No wonder they didn't want to show everyone what was on their phones. Hey, meet me in a laneway. I got pills. Oh, imagine how many texts Luba would have sent him. You see, poor Michael Talia goes from one drug culture to another. Oh, you should have come to Collingwood where we don't take drugs. <laughs> Only painkillers. <laughs> or clenbuterol. No, he probably needs a strong male idol. Send him to Luke Hodge. Hodge oh, yeah. will they, fix they him. Would have, they would have had an injunction out on this straight away. 
But I think, yeah, Michael Talley is a full boy. Easy, easy, easy target. <laughs> there won't yeah. be much club damage he, for it. He, he just got to the club, so he can they can blame it on the Bulldogs and say, well, our one of our players would never do this. It's because he's come from this fucking Victorian culture. You know, the, the New South Wales chip on the shoulder. Oh, these Victorian teams, they want to run it like the VFL. But I'm sh- yeah. Noticed that chairman was whinging about uh, football department spending today. So, yeah, fuck them. It's a beautiful segue into the next point, Penal. Yeah, the, and the president of, well, some Sydney wankers talking about, oh, there should be a hard cap on the fucking, was it, football department spending. But they want to be accepted, excluded from it again. So they're happy to have the extra but nobody else is allowed to. Yeah. I'm a, Collingwood, sorry, you can't spend your money, but you have to send it up here because we need the money. Yeah, so, yeah, we, we get taxed on what we spend, us and our, our mates over at Glen Ferry or wherever the fuck they are. We get taxed through the roof on ours, but, hey, you just keep wanting more. More, more, more. He's still you mad over his... Oh... No, I think it was Andrew Ireland. It wasn't Pridham that made the statement. Yeah. Oh, oh they're both like... the same fucking. Same <laughs> It's like Brad and Chris Scott. Like, they're so indistinguishable from one another. Like in their fucking public mannerisms, demeanor. I mean, I'll put it this way: I've never seen a bag of money score a goal. No, because if if money if money bought premierships, we would have more than everybody else, and we don't. So, yeah, exactly. It's like for, okay. for all the years, for all the years we've been the richest, it hasn't paid off. I mean, yeah. It's like you, you know why there's a salary cap? It's to prevent one team from going out and you know getting all the best players. Makes sense, but it's the fact that some clubs are innovative with their football department spending. It's allowing sort of mid-tier players like, um, you know. Teams that don't have access to uh, the top players in the drafts because they're, you know, finishing in the top half every year, like Sydney, Hawthorne, Geelong, you know, they can use their football department spending to be innovative and develop the strategies to get the best out of players that aren't necessarily superstars. So. No, Sydney's innovation is just nick everyone else's players. Obviously, they're benefiting out of the academies, which need to be looked at. But, you know, you'd think that they'd be one of the teams that might benefit from the fact that there's no cap. They're just having a whinge for the sake of, I guess, being in the news. That and they're probably scared shitless that Hawthorne are smarter than them. The Grace Pipes article, but while the Swans believe in equity across the competition, (laughs) they support the players good for a guaranteed slice. Hang on. The Swans do not believe in equity across the competition. It probably should say equality because that's not the right word. But they they absolutely don't believe in equality and that's why they absolutely threw every toy they had out of the cot when they got their 9.8% taken off them. What a load of shit this article is. Fucking Sydney again. Oh, they, they just complain and complain and complain. I wish they didn't exist. Alright, in other news... Well, Corey Wagner, he got caught with his pants down. 
Corey Wagner. <laughs> In a big way, I might add. Yeah, he he really he really did. And, um, he might not be measuring up on the football field, but he is off it. I bet he wishes he'd lost his phone so he couldn't fucking take pictures of his dick with it. And, uh... Uh, like, I feel sorry for him that he got catfished and shit like that. That sucks. Because, like, at the end of the day, when you are meeting somebody online, you don't know who you're dealing with. And I can vouch for that. I was lucky to have not been catfished by a fucking psychopath who wanted to post nudes of me online, which I wouldn't send anyway. But, like, ha- that's just why dumb. You, why are you talking about H2F? Oh, oh weird. Weird, weird. I don't, I'm not talking about him. He might come to my house and punch me up. Um, seriously, why in this day and age do you ever trust anybody with pictures of your dick? Oh, what a fool. Do you, would you guys send dick pics? Nah. The only person I trust with pictures of my dick is me. <laughs> NL, would you send dick pics? Um, no, probably not to someone I didn't know. <laughs> Don't send them to people you do know, you fucking weirdo. This, this is where you're meant to say only to you, baby. <laughs> no, it's all good. I've seen it. We're good. Well, what, what if, what if you guys, one of you has to go away for a holiday or something, or for work, or... Yeah, Alright, well, I'll miss you, and your dick pics. Pino has teached her new dick pics. <laughs> Not a week goes by when I don't get a new PM from him. <laughs> <laughs> I can need to shave those ginger pubes, though. <laughs> So yeah, that was weird. Sue's probably felt very weird and conflicted about seeing his her first dick, but oh, yeah. she might have seen Brad Scott's in the shower or something. <laughs> I was gonna say she might have seen one in the mirror. But, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I should go there. Well, we, we better not now that you've mentioned it. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of showers, and I'll remember when you said he shut in the shower. <laughs> oh, I woke up on Saturday morning to a screenshot from the old from the old casual chat thread of Yid saying he shut in the shower. <laughs> that NL had sent me while I was asleep next to him. I, I, I didn't remember reading it at the time. I just love that that's what I woke up to while I was I was next to you. You didn't wake me up to tell me, you just sent it to me in a text. Anyway, moving on. Does that stay in or got it out? It stays in. It stays in. Yeah, it's just, um, just, just dumps next time, mate. <laughs> At least he's saving money on that expensive toilet paper. <laughs> Alright. I I came home one day to find that the, the plumbing system in the house had failed and all of a sudden uh, all the sewage had come up through the, 
the hole in the shower and was now in the shower. That was probably the least happy day of my life. Oh. You just caused that another product. <laughs> <laughs> just another day in the shower at your darkies. <laughs> Floating turds. Drop and dark. Drop and dark. <laughs> <laughs> Any other talking points from the week? Or no. observations you want to make? <laughs> no, good. Got any more? I have to go throw up now. <laughs> Don't do it in the shower. <laughs> Probably moving on to... Uh... Fuck, what's next? Uh, this week on the bay, and we have some questions. Well, there was... Who is the best Collingwood poster on the bay? Well, I think I answered that comprehensively in the thread. Mm-hmm. It'd be easily shave ten beers. <laughs> I love the Collingwood board. The Collingwood board's my favourite place in the world. I want a ticket to the best and fairest. Woohoo! Thank you, James H. Oh, James H. Finally did something for Morgs. The sponsor badge has paid off. The sponsor badge, it was worth it. I'm going to get absolutely blotto and tell Joe Braden Maynard how much I hate him. <laughs> can you call uh, Pendlebury an unaccountable cunt to his face, please? Only if I can record it and post it on here. <laughs> I'd be worth it, though. Oh, but no, I can't post a video of me saying the word cunt because I'll get banned. Say campaigner. You might not even take offence to that. Yeah, Fred of the Week. Uh, anyone got ideas? Oh, yeah. All of retired Jimmy's efforts. <laughs> oh, yes. Old mate Vesty had a good night Saturday night, apparently, because he got shit-faced and started about three threads that were pretty much about nothing. There weren't a lot of good threads this week. I'm looking, looking at what's there, and it's only really the game day threads that were active. Oh. Well, if I could just scroll on my phone, I'll be able. I might be able to find something. Don't you scroll? Yeah, I liked Red Vest. I liked Red Vest when he talked about Tom Mitchell's dick in the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I liked the bump of the notable bitches throughout history. That was funny because once again, Melbourne was St Kilda's bitch. Um, That's one. It's from a retired Jimmy as well, and this was like the only decent thread of the week. You insensitive flogs, but it was just a yeah, the the Sue's one. <laughs> I think yeah. that I think that Jimmy should just get Thread of the Week for his week's effort. Com- combined effort. We can give it to the Dibby van, but yeah. I will give it to retired no. Jimmy. Retire- retired Vest had a good week. You are Fred slash Purser of the Week. Well done. Have your gold star. Now en- <laughs> yeah, enjoy a nice glass of pear cider, you pull. <laughs> now fuck off and bye. <laughs> <laughs> And now we get to uh, Flog of the Week. I was going to nominate Wigo for coming back because it was so nice without him. But he, has, even, he hasn't done anything wrong. I didn't even realise he was gone. What, you didn't realise we had a nice two weeks? I did. No, he was gone. I might nominate, I might nominate DB20 for intentionally getting suspended before the Hawthorne game and squibbing it in, the, in true Sydney fashion. Ooh, that's good. Got banned on the Hawthorne board, I think. Uh, and uh, Gong Swan was really melty after the game, as he always is after a loss. So that, but Flog of the Week has to be fucking King Cold. Just... 
he's stinking up the bay and the main board. I think he made like three different threads, and they're all fucking terrible. Oh, I'm just utterly shocked to hear NL nominate DB Swanee. Who would have fucking thought? I, I never nominated him. I only nominated because he quibs the jack, the Hawthorne game. Like, yeah. there's no way you. Oh well, he, he might be that dumb, but there's no way you go to the Hawthorne board and think you're not gonna cop a suspension. So that would be the only reason he did it. I actually have yeah, King Cold, another one. I actually have Manned with No Dame as well. Because his Twitter, he's apparently the only person in the world to think the new Ghostbusters movie is any good. It's not. Oh, I went and seen Finding Dory tonight. It was good. I seen Finding Dory and I cried. It was beautiful. I, I, what, guess what was on after the Hawthorne game? Guess what I fucking watched after the Hawthorne game? Because I am a massive fucking alpha male strong heterosexual man i watched titanic and i cried like a little girl but kate winslet does have a good pair of tits in that I, movie i love kate winslet she's like the best actress ever well, it, is, it is a fantastic movie it, it is it is I, I and i don't know but i cry when i see it too it's okay never let go had Celine Dion. I don't know. It's, 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 should I should I feel embarrassed to admit that I like that movie? I don't, I don't know. Oh, no, it's a good movie. I, I, I just don't. I just don't understand how at the end how they both can't fit onto that door, floating door. But he tries, and it starts sinking as soon as he tries. So he does the noble and heroic thing, and let's let's save her. Gives his own life for the woman he loves. I'm sure they could have figured it out. Well. It's chivalry, you bastard. Are you saying you wouldn't give me the door? Oh, if the door was big enough to fit Okay. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be showing you the door in a minute. Let's, let's have a hypothetical. If a social justice warrior and a random young girl are needing to fucking get on the, the, the thing... Uh, then a uh, man with no name, let's say, for example, because we, this guy in the scenario doesn't have a name, uh, what he would say is, well, if I were to, to let you get on the thing, it would imply that you as a woman are weak. Therefore, I will take it for myself because I want to. I don't want to offend you. I want to imply that you are strong. And this sort of nameless hypothetical man would have let the woman drown. That, that hypothetical man without a name, he's probably a bit too fat to remain floating on the door. So they both would have drowned. See? So good on Leo for having the have, having the sense of honour and doing the right thing and, and saving the woman he loves. That's what every woman in every woman in the world would, have, would love a man like Leo in that movie. In real life, he's a bit of a womanising cunt. Whatever. He's no Rory Sloan in real life. Oh, well, yeah, well, there's no lounge for Leo. There's no Leo love lounge. I bet you Rory Sloan wouldn't need, like, fucking 15 goes to win an Oscar. He'd just, you know, make his first movie. Bam. Best actor. Yeah, right away. On Jordan Not everything's about money, NL. <laughs> I, sh- I assume that's your angle. Can we call Leo DiCaprio Flog of the Week? Yeah, Leo DiCaprio for not figuring out a way to get on the door. Yeah, you just have to find the center of gravity. I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to imagine that Leo DiCaprio posts on Bigfooty as King Cold, so I'll allow this. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to next week's game. Starting off on Friday night, we have the Uh-oh. Collingwood versus North. Uh-oh, shit's about to get real up in here. What's going to happen when you lose, Anel? 
I don't think we will, but if we do, then that's just another one of the shit break we're having, where we fucking can't win to save ourselves. So I, I don't think it's any coincidence that North's only win in the past two months came when uh, Brad wasn't coaching. Yeah. Uh, Tazzy. Oh, yeah. I want Darren Crocker. He, he is a fucking pretty good coach. Like, I think he's, I don't think he's lost a game as caretaker. He's done it in the past. And... Well, there's a fair chance that Brad could call in sick because no other coach has called in sick as much as Brad. Go and kneecap him in our... Yeah, I'll, I'll fucking turn yard in that cup. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he could get... Uh, <laughs> he could get carer's leave to take care of his cousin, surely. Right, I'm going to go Collingwood to win, but three goals. Yeah, I'll go with Collingwood. They just <laughs> seem to be putting it together. Hot pies. We're coming. We're coming for ninth place. And Al? Uh, North. Alright, what's the next game? It's Sydney versus Carlton at ANZ. Oh, ANZ? Really? Yes, that's according to the big footy thing anyway. Uh oh. It, it must probably be old. Hasn't, yeah, it probably hasn't been updated. Yeah, probably SCG still. Nah, SCG. Yeah, SCG. Uh, Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. Sydney they can't lose this. From Michael Talia, their blood brother. <laughs> oh, fuck, I would love to win this, but no, they probably won't. I think Sydney will get the chocolates. I don't understand you at all. How could you ever want Carlton to win? Because I don't care about them. It would be great for Sydney. Because you care about Sydney a lot. We need, we you need care them. a lot about DB Swanee, let's face it. No, no, North needs Sydney Dawes, and also they're a shit fake salary cap rolling joke of a franchise. Uh, and we all love when they lose. Anyway, next game, we have Gold Coast versus Fremantle in that Metricon. Ugh, this is... Ugh. This is one game I won't be watching. This is on a beautiful Saturday afternoon slot. So Why the just, fuck yeah, is the, this game on Saturday? Saturday afternoon time slot, time slot, and they put Sydney, Carlton, Gold Coast, Fremantle. Oh. Well done, great string AFL, you fucking idiots. <clears throat> Why is Port GWS on the shit Sunday time slot when... Oh. That's a shit yeah. game too. Uh, Gold Coast because it's up there, but I don't care about this game. Yeah, yeah. 2.4 metre Peter. I'm going for 2.4 metre Peter, that's all. Alright. And Al, do you want to tip or are you just going to like scroll? Yeah, um, Gold Coast. Alright, next game we have West Coast versus Melbourne over at the main. West Coast. West Coast. Go West Coast in Perth. West Coast. Alright, we have Western Bulldogs versus St Kilda at Eddie Had. Thanks. By a three mile. Oh. Three mile. Um, I will tip St Kilda. Eh. Uh, oh my god, uh, fuck it, you guys, St Kilda. Gotta have faith. Hopefully, like, St Kilda can force the dogs into, like, playing some sexy attacking football. For once, uh, I'm going to go St Kilda by a goal. They just seem to be on the on the rise, and they play very well at that ground. All right. Also on Saturday night, we have Geelong versus Adelaide down in the shithole. I'm going to go Adelaide. They're in much better form. Good scoring power. Um, Adelaide. Adelaide will win. Hopefully they try and rough up Dangerfield, and he does something stupid and gets reported and gets suspended. And Rory wins the Brownlow instead. Although the uh, the gloating from Adelaide fans in that scenario would be pretty unbearable. It's worth it to see the look on Danger Campaigner's face. And it'll be good. Rory's finally going to bring some happiness to Geelong as well. Because God knows they need it down in Detroit. Detroit represent. And, yeah, Adelaide to win. I'm going to go with Geelong, but I 
you're an idiot then. Alright, next game we probably have the worst game of football we'll ever see. It's Essendon versus Brisbane. I disagree. This is game of the round for me because there are so many storylines that make for compelling viewing for this game. Like, the football's going to be terrible, but it's going to be one of those uh, car crash moments where you, you just can't look away because it's enticing. And it's going to be interesting seeing how Essendon play as favourites for the first time in a long time because their kids have played fearless football for uh, certainly the last couple of weeks. Can they bring that when they are expected to play well and expected to pretty much win? And Brisbane might go the tank because surely they want a priority pick and that can be like, we lost to the fucking team of top-ups. Surely we get a priority pick, right, guys? So it'll be enthralling game, this one. Essendon. Um, let's see. And, and after talking that up, I'm prepared to tip the draw because both teams are just that shit. <laughs> after all that, why not? Um, no, I'm going to go with... Oh, shit. Where is it? It's a daddy had. Essendon. I'll go with Essendon and Brisbane to still not get a priority pick. Alright, next we have, well, probably another intriguing game. It's Hawthorne facing Richmond at the MCG. And Richmond traditionally do play well against Hawthorne, but I think Hawthorne want to smash them. Hawthorne by 60. Well, we might be playing the long game here. If uh, if we let them beat us, they might not sack Hardwick. So there'll be further years of lulls at Richmond to ensue. But at the same time, we might want percentage. So, yeah, fuck it. I'll tip us by 15 goals. <laughs> <laughs> going with... Um, who am I going with? Hawthorne. Duh. I'll go with Hawthorne. Sorry. Oh, go with Hawthorne. Re- really? You're not going to tip Richmond just for the sake of it? <laughs> Oh, I'll tip with my head, not my heart. I'm, I'm a very considered tip. Oh, shut up, Wanky, you do not. Anyway, the last game we have Port Adelaide versus Western Sydney at Adelaide Oval. I'm going to go Western Sydney. Um, GWS. I think Port have got a taste for blood and they all they can smell that uh, last final spot because they'll, they feel like they'll take it from north. So they'll, they'll play well and win. Port won't. Alright, this has been the vlogcast for round 18. Uh, hosting is Cookie. Joining me has been Penal. See ya. Uh, Morgan Ashley. Goodbye. Northern Lights. See you later. And someone who fell asleep midway through to go bingo is Teach. So yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, and yeah, if you're looking to join in the forecast, don't be afraid to shoot a PM because yeah, we could always use more numbers. Except for you, Jose. So bye, and thanks for listening.